Hawaiian slack key right there. The C6 tuning on this old nylon string. The 60s style old nylon. Hello, welcome back. Uh, Friday edition of the Honeycut Scenario with me, Craig. Having a cup of coffee with you. Post swim on a September Friday. Uh, and as I mentioned before, if you haven't tuned in before, this is sort of my attempt at uh, just sort of having a cup of coffee with friends who I don't see a lot and just kind of talking about uh, things that are in my life and on my mind, sharing a few stories. Uh, I'll try to keep it uh, short and interesting. Uh, today is Friday in September, and the weather is turning here on the Outer Banks. So the clouds have come in, there's been some rain, the temperatures are coming down. I was out on the beach today at dawn, and it was like the ocean just has a little bit different feel. Um, it was pretty amazing overall, and it's interesting to feel the shift. I mean, we'll definitely get warm weather again, but you start to get those like indicators that like, okay, yeah, we're definitely in the autumn season right now. Um, and, uh, you know, this morning, so Friday, I get up really early. I was the first one in the pool, and I've been kind of working towards the mile swim challenge, which is a freestyle uh, in a 25 meter pool, you do 11 laps, 10 laps, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one with a, like a 20 or 30 second break in between each set. And I, I finally got my mile in today and I was, uh, you know, I'm not a great swimmer, so it, it's, it's always a challenging in the water. And I was feeling my arms. I was feeling like, oh man, it's like I got noodles for arms. And, uh, it reminded me of a story that I'm going to share with you that, uh, has been with me since the nineties. And, uh, I don't, you know, some of you know me, some of you don't, but, uh, I spent all of the nineties on the road as a musician in a band I've been in called everything. And, uh, I traveled 200 and some odd days a year for a decade, uh, in the United States. Uh, it started in Virginia Expanded to like Virginia, Maryland, North Carolina, then to like South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, New Jersey, Delaware, Massachusetts, New York, all that stuff. And then out west and uh, there was a whole music career in there. And uh, one of the things about living a life on the road in especially the early years, which I call the chicken finger circuit, right? There was the, the Chitlin Circuit back in the day. We were on the chicken finger circuit because it just feel, felt like places we played served chicken fingers or whenever we'd go out, we'd eat at places that served chicken fingers. Um, and a lot of the best stuff on the road were the really random stories that are very memorable and then the people that I met out on the road, the other musicians, uh, just characters then we have those connections and those are the kinds of things that will be with me forever. And I was thinking about this one story that really uh, sticks with me to this day. I can recall it and it's such a great story. And it uh, took place in Chapel Hill in the nineties. We had played the cat's cradle, which is a legendary club down uh, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And that area is just really uh, known for really cool indie music. You know, it's got the college scene going on, but it was attached to that like Southern songwriter scene. You know, you had connections to Mitch Easter, you know, because I think he was in Greensboro and then that's the REM connection. And, you know, you had uh, bands out of South Carolina blowing up. And so it was like, it was a really cool place to be. And it was like, as a band, we were really wanting to do well in that environment because it felt like, 
an avenue towards growth. And uh, eating on the road was problematic because it was hard to eat healthy. And so we'd always try to find places that we could rely on. And in, in this case, within our budget, we w- were eating at Shoney's, right? Shoney's Big Boy. And I was always confused because I, I thought that Bob's Big Boy and then Shoney's and then Shoney got Bob. And But there was the Big Boy. There's the Shoney's little character that was kind of psycho on top of that restaurant. Um, and I didn't really like being in restaurants because I was always in restaurants and uh, I would try to eat and get out of the restaurant and find some space to be. So we were eating at the Shoney's on a Sunday morning in Chapel Hill. And at the time we were driving a airport shuttle. We had bought an airport shuttle. It was like a church bus, right? It's like 26 passengers with the school bus doors and it was diesel and we had a trailer behind it. So we were taking turns driving a 40 foot plus rig that was not designed to have a trailer on it. And, uh, there was an office complex like right down the little slope in a parking lot, like just below the Shoney's. And since it was Sunday, the office complex parking lot was empty. So we pulled our big rig in there and, you know, traipsed up the little hill to Shoney's. So when I was done eating early, I went out and I went down to kind of sit on the curb and just kind of hang out in this empty parking lot. And it was surrounded, uh, by a classic southern pine forest. So if anybody's been in the south, there's lots of cool pine forests. And so the ground was like, you know, needles. And if you're going downhill, you got to be careful so you don't slip. But I was sitting on a curb uh, near our bus in an empty parking lot in Chapel Hill at the edge of a little pine forest. And I was just kind of sitting there and I heard this sound behind me. So I turned around and I see this guy who's obviously the groundskeeper for this office complex. And he's in this little pine wooded area and he's like cleaning up sticks so he's kind of maintaining this little area and and then I realized like oh wow this guy's got like a like a zip up onesie on like a work suit and thing and he's got the bucket on the ground the bucket is tipped over and he's kicking sticks in the bucket and I realized that like he doesn't have any arms and like not like from the shoulder right so he's just totally armless and he's barefoot and cleaning up this little wooded area with just kicking sticks in the bucket and then he would kind of like get the bucket upright and he saw me and he's like oh hey man how's it you know how you doing and he'd obviously been observing me because you know we had parked a bus in his parking lot I'm like I'm good he's like well what are you doing and I'm like oh I'm chilling he's like oh he's like I you know what is that what are you guys like in a band or something I'm like yeah we're in a band And he's like, oh, cool. And so he kind of comes over and he sits down on the curb next to me and starts talking to me about my band. And he's got dirty feet and a work jumpsuit and no arms. And he's talking about like, oh, so you're in a band. What kind of music you play? And I was like, oh, you know, we play a variety of music. But like, you know, we're really inspired by a lot of funk. We have horns. You know, we're from the D.C. area. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. You know, what did you play last night? So we're having small talk about the band and stuff like that. And as he's talking to me, I'm watching him, like just like talking to any normal person. He takes his right foot and he lifts it like and he's talking to me. The whole, we're having a conversation, so he's not missing a beat. And he takes his right foot and he curls it up into his top left pocket on his chest, and he pulls out a pack of Marlboro Lights uh, in the soft pack. And he takes that soft pack with his foot and his toe, and he you know, does a little tap of the pack to get the tobacco 
you know, in the right place. So he's tapping this thing and I'm watching him, talking to him about the band. And obviously I don't remember what we were talking about because we were talking, but I was literally watching him take his foot, get a pack of cigarettes out, takes his other foot. He grabs a cigarette out, puts the pack back in. And with his two feet, he holds a cigarette to his mouth and he has a lighter and he lights the cigarette with his foot and puts the lighter away and then proceeds to have a conversation with me just like when you and I are having a conversation right now, like we're over a coffee and he's just talking to me and he's smoking with his foot. And so much so that he's like talking with the cigarette in his mouth and he's kind of got, you know, when, when a smoker has like the smoke's getting in their eye and they kind of half close one eye, he's like doing that. And he's talking to me about, you know, being around here and the kind of music he's into and he's just smoking. And I remembered him and I was just like, holy shit i've never seen somebody do that before and so this guy had no arms and there he was working cleaning the place up and sitting down with me and smoking a cigarette and getting smoke in his eye while he was talking to me uh all while using his feet to smoke that cigarette so i figured hey that's always a good reminder about getting it done with no arms you know and so today being in the pool, having my arms hurt a little bit, I was reminded like, hey, got some arms, use them because there's a dude out there smoking with no arms. So on that note, uh, on this Friday, I say stay feral, stay free, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Be good to yourself. Mm-hmm.